at SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. And by the way, there is a game in the Mzansi Super League with everything that's going on. You'll forget that there's cricket on the field and it's the Tswana Spartans up against the Nelson Mandela Bay Giants. They're playing in PE. Uh, the Tswana Spartans uh, betted first in this match and they scored 188 uh, for five there. There was a 63 of 38 balls for AB de Villiers with six fours and two sixes. There was a 50 for Vian Mulder, 52 of 41. Uh, Tony Dizorzi at the top made a 30 so they got to 188 uh, for five and the one over that i saw was um ab de Villiers hitting junior dalla all over the park uh, junior dalla finishing with figures of one for 51 in four overs and in reply now uh, the nelson mandela bay giants and as it always happens when you want the score they go to an ad break Okay, there it is. Nelson Mandela Bay Giants now on 28 for 2 in the fifth over. Uh, they need 189 to win, so 162 runs required with 8 wickets and 15.3 overs remaining. And on that note, then let's talk about uh, what's happening at Cricket SA. We couldn't get them last night. We invited them. We couldn't get them today, but the show must go on. And the media statement that was released this afternoon by the CEO, Tabang Moro, reads that 2019 has been a challenging year for CSA. As the CEO, it's my responsibility to articulate solutions for the way forward and to take you our stakeholders into my confidence in order to rebuild the the trust in the brand cricket south africa to this end i address this to the board of csa our members our partners sponsors sanef and the many journalists and fans of the incredible sport of cricket i unreservedly apologize on behalf of csa for the erroneous process that led to journalists having accreditation revoked i'm proud to live in a free and fair south africa where each and every one of us has the ability to compliment and criticize any organization including my own for my and all my team's efforts too many people have made the ultimate sacrifice for the privilege of free speech and i'd like to apologize to sanef and all of you members of for any harm that was caused during our accreditation error in judgment. We encourage transparent reporting of the highs and lows of Cricket SA and every South African institution. I would like to apologize to our sponsors for the ambiguity of the CSA tweet yesterday where we thanked our sponsors for their support. It wasn't our intention for that tweet to infer support for the accreditation blunder, but instead to thank them for our long-standing partnerships and uh, they then mention their sponsors and apologize to them and he says it's understandable that my job as CEO is always under the microscope it's not just for ethical reasons but for my love of cricket and the idea to due process especially during uncomfortable moment and uh, basically that's the gist of it an apology Lungani Zama freelance uh, sports writer joins us on the line Lungani good evening thank you for speaking to us Yes, yes, I'm fine. I just I just struggle with some English sometimes. What is the what is a process that led to journalists having accreditation revoked? What does that mean? <laughs> I think all our English data bundles are a bit confused <laughs> about that one. You don't mistakenly press uh, revoke by mistake. Uh and for five people, maybe for one but not for five. Um so, yeah, it's unfortunate and it's unnecessary, you know. I mean, like you've just said, there's stuff happening in PE. There's actual cricket being played in PE. And that cricket is now a footnote because we're talking about stuff off the field that shouldn't even, you know, be happening. Mm. Um, I think there's, yeah, there's been several errors, which is why we're seeing now these statements and we're seeing um, these apologies and these um, sit-downs that are now being, um, you know, initiated. Um 
and I think the key word that that statement said was stakeholders. Mm. Um, the, the, the journalists, the, the five, and it's five out of many because, you know, who knows? I might be next. Someone else might have been next. If that process wasn't nipped in the bud and, 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 and the fuss and the noise that was made on social media and several other platforms, if it wasn't made and this thing just went on and sponsors didn't stand up, you know, who knows who would have been next? Because no one is beyond criticism if, they, if they're not doing the things that they're mandated to do. And I think the five that were revoked, however long it was, 24 hours, two hours, whatever you want to call it, were doing the job. And mm. that job is as a stakeholder. And I think it's important for all sporting organizations to understand that journalists in the main are there as fans first and they're stakeholders themselves because if this cricket thing runs out, as some fear that it will and will go down the way of West Indies and Zimbabwe, we ourselves are out of jobs. So it comes from a position of defense when we come and lash out at things that are going wrong and slipping down the hill because they don't want to see it get to a process where it's irreversible. And the fact that you then get revoked and denied access to go and do your job or the privileges of the so-called to do your job, that's alarm bells, you know, because free speech and and the free press are fundamentals of, of, of our society. And once you take that away, you know, it's a very slippery slope. So, yes, it's late in the day, but the fact that they've apologized and held their hands up is a start, but it's only one step in, the, in a direction that they needed to be heading in a long time ago. Was the banning of the journalists the straw that eventually broke the camel's back and you expect them to recover from this CSA? No, recovery is a strong word. It's, you know, it's one of several fires that are currently going on. And, you know, some might argue that it's not even the biggest fire, and quite rightly so. It's an unnecessary fire, though, you know. Mm. Once you do that and you, you take out core core journalists who've been at this almost for 100 years collectively covering cricket, covering when this happened, because this is not the first time that journalists have tried to be gagged yeah. by the cricketing governing body. It, it, it's, just, it's just unnecessary, and you don't win. And that's not an arrogant stance from a journalist. You don't win, because our job is to report. This game will outlast every journalist that's currently covering cricket, and will outlast every administrator. But all of us try and leave it in a better place. But now, when you try and make that place only suitable for one party, it's dangerous, which is why there was such a strong stance. And there would have been an even stronger stance if it hadn't been reversed and these people were allowed to do their job because that's all they're doing, they're doing their job. But I definitely wouldn't say that's now the first start towards recovery. Recovery is a long road because there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. And I think all stakeholders of South African cricket will tell you that. Okay, if you just joined us, we're talking to freelance sports writer Lungani Zama about what's happening at Cricket South Africa. The Tonight's press conference has been postponed to a Saturday and we've just read the statement that was released by uh, the CEO of Cricket SA, Mr. Tabang Mora. We'll continue the conversation after the break, but you're more than welcome to send us your views on uh, WhatsApp on 061-4104-107. Libra, my friend in East London, where are you? I know you're very passionate about your cricket, so let's hear what you've got to say about this or you can call us on 891 Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Still speaking to sports writer uh, Lungani Zama. Lungani, uh, this story has I mean, dominated the headlines now. It's no longer a sports story. Um, even news programs are discussing it. Um, uh, every show is basically talking about it. Uh, f- for those probably not familiar with the game or who have not been following the game until what's happened recently, in a summary, what has gone wrong at Cricket SA? Sure. <laughs> if we have enough time. I think the biggest the biggest concern is that the tournament that is supposed 
to be providing the lifeblood for future generations of cricket South Africa is bleeding money. You know, it's uh, it, it, it's chowing at the bare minimum 100 million a year to put this thing together. And I think that the, the major concerns from stakeholders, from media, players will, will take the money that you pay them until there's no more money and then they'll go and play somewhere else because that's their job. But for the job of those who've got to look out for the future and not just focus on the fact that this is actually a good tournament and it's getting better and better, is that once this money runs out, where's the money going to come from if we don't have headline partners in place, we don't have sponsors, we don't have associate sponsors, we don't have broadcast partners that are paying for these things because as, as, as beautiful as it is that 10 million people, however many millions are watching in South Africa on free to air, the key word there is free. That means you're footing the bill yourself that every other T20 tournament in the world is not footing because they've got broadcast partners. That's where this thing starts. That's why the T20 Global League was cancelled in 2017, which is when the Mzansi Super League came last year, because there was no broadcast deal in place. And there's still no broadcast deal in place. That's why you don't see anything on Supersport, even though they cover cricket around the world, because they couldn't come to an agreement. This is, this is the sticking point, the fact that you're giving something for free, and you understand, yes, you need to reach more people but when it's free, Tabiso, there's no value to it. That means you've got to take it out of your pocket. The Ram Slam was, was, was attracting just as much attention, was, was providing platforms for maybe not as many youngsters, but was definitely providing a platform and it was a quality cricket. But you were not paying the amounts that you're paying for it now. Zanti Super League is, 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 is supposed to be the breadwinner. But it's chowing that bread. It's chowing that bread even before it comes up the oven. And you can't be, you can't, Ignore that as a South African cricket stakeholder. It's a beautiful thing that more and more people are watching and we hope more and more people go to stadiums. But if they're not paying for it and if it's not reaping the rewards that it's supposed to, how long then before you can't pay the, the salary of Kakiso Rabada and you can't pay the salary of Quentin de Kock because you run out of money because you've blown it on Zanti Super League? That's the concern. That's why we've got to this point now where sponsors are standing up and stakeholders are standing up and former players are saying what's going on. That's the catalyst. That is the catalyst, and it's supposed to be the saviour. And yes, it's brilliant cricket. No one can deny that. But for how long? You can't justify spending the millions and millions and millions without reaping anything. And there's been hopes of sponsors are going to come in from here and there. There's been talk of it. But up to this point, we haven't seen or we haven't been told officially of a single dime that's come in to, to, to justify the, you know, the massive expenditure that this, this, this thing is showing. And that's just the reality. You know, New Zealand World Cup finalists, they don't have a major T20 league because they looked at their coffers and said, we can't afford this. We can't try and play the Big Bash League or, or IPL tendencies. We can't. We just can't. We're a small nation. We'll work with what we've got. We'll keep it tight, but we'll keep it competitive. And we'll still go to World Cup finals and still compete. We'll play. We'll stay in our lane, as you say. But we're not staying in our lane. We're saying we're going to chase those guys who 200 miles ahead of us. We're going to chase them and maybe one day we'll catch them. But we don't have the petrol for it. And we're burning petrol faster than anyone else in world cricket. And that's the concern. And you can't hide from that. And if you're not answering those questions, they're going to keep popping up. They're going to keep popping up. And half the journalists who've, who were revolved were revolved on the basis that they were, they were pointing out these fundamental areas that this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem. It comes down to the bottom line. And the bottom line is not looking good. And it's looking worse and worse with each year that passes where you're not getting paid for product that's supposed to be paying the way for future generations. 
Well, it's also not looking good on the field if you look at the senior men's national team. England arriving here in two weeks and um, the coach has not been appointed. The director of cricket has not been appointed. Do you have any reason why it has taken so long? Because we spoke to the CEO two weeks ago. He told us that the following day they were going to make an announcement. Uh, they didn't make an announcement. Why is it taking so long? goes back to the same thing about what I'm saying. You're competing in an international field now. Lance Cruz is coaching Afghanistan. He was very coach for barely a fortnight in South Africa. I'm sure Afghanistan are paying him much more than he was being paid to be a batting coach for South Africa. You, to attract, with the problems that we have, to attract the international stock that you want, the names of stature that you want, is a hard sell. Because what does the future hold? There's a question mark. And until you answer those questions with, with things on the table that suggest, okay, we're back on the road to recovery here, like you said, People are going to stay away. People are going to be tripped. If Graham Smith wants to help South African cricket, but he doesn't know if he's going to be allowed to help, he doesn't know to what extent he's allowed to help, he, he, he doesn't know if he can then get the director of, of cricket that he wants or the, the, the team director that he wants or the help that he wants for the team director that's currently there because he hasn't said, because you just don't know. It's the uncertainty that's keeping things away. And that uncertainty, unfortunately, keeps down to cricketers. You, you can't say they're immune to what's going on around them. Yes, they're playing cricket, they're playing the MSL, they're looking forward to playing England. But in the back of your mind, you've got to think that a fast group this year, Quentin de Kock and Aidan Markram are saying, what happens next beyond this? All these question marks, all these articles, all these talking points are all talking negatively. What happens next? What if it is as bad as some people or some pessimists are suggesting? What next to us? Because we've been patriotic. We haven't signed culprits. We haven't gone and become 220 mercenaries. We proud South Africans. But if you're telling us that we are in the red that deeply that maybe next year might be a problem, what happens then? Legitimately, you, if, if your radio show is not making the money and someone tells you that in a month's time you might not have a job, you're not going to deliver for the next month properly because you're worried. Is this my last kick? Am I, am I going to get you and the lights are going to be turned on? These are fundamental concerns. So you can't hide from them. And you can't then be so surprised at the results on the field also because we're at a low ebb. We're at our lowest ebb. So that needs to be sorted. You need to get your house in order in order to get the rest of the, 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 the party pieces, you know, flourishing and flying. If, you, if your mind is not on the game completely, how on earth do you expect to compete with the best in the world? Okay, Longani, uh, you've said a mouthful there. Great insight. Uh, let's leave it there. I know you're at the Shucks Awards and we need to let you get back in. But thank you very much for joining us. And we're going to continue uh, this conversation because the job of the media is to hold the authorities accountable, whether they like it or not. And basically, that's what Longani was saying. Thanks for speaking to us, Longani. My pleasure, my friend. Thanks. We'll give the last word to former president of Cricket SA, Mr. Norman Arensa, who spoke today on updated noon with Sakina Kamuendo. The first thing, the one, one of the issues he highlighted was the financial problems at CSA, who reported a loss of over 200 million rand for the 2018-2019 financial year. The, the money is just it's just being spent at an alarming rate. When I left, it was 600 million. We we took more than a billion rand in revenue when Arun Logat was was CEO. So we went great financial help. In fact, cricket has always uh, prided itself in the prudent way in which they deal with money. You can ask Gerald Majola. We always made sure that we have more than enough in reserve to save for a rainy day. And he was also asked by Sakina if the CEO, Tabang Muro, and the president, Mr. Chris Nenzani, are still the right man for the job. I, I know Chris very well. I know Tabang very well. I'm very fond of them. And, and what I've witnessed in the past few months 
uncharacteristic, it's not what I experienced with them. But if these decisions that have been taken one after the other, and that's caused the implosion of cricket in our country, then they are the head on shows and they must go. And we must go too. It is 8 o'clock. Time for news.